This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, May 2nd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Corteva exiting Russia. Biden gets roasted at correspondence dinner and Senate Ag holds first farm bill hearing. Corteva shuts down operations in Russia. Seed giant Corteva's packing up and ceasing all operations in Russia as the country continues its military invasion of Ukraine, that according to a press release from the company. Corteva also says it is working to help Ukrainian farmers who are trying to harvest and plant crops during the war. Since the onset of this tragic war, we have taken all possible action to support and protect our Ukrainian colleagues and their families, our customers, and the communities in which we operate, including through direct and indirect aid to address the immediate humanitarian needs, Corteva said. We have also put in place direct action to help assure, as normal as possible, a 2022 growing season in Ukraine. Corteva further said it intends to donate seeds to Ukraine, Africa, and the Middle East region for the 2023 growing season, that to lessen the impact on global food production. Biden and media get roasted at WHCA Sore returns. The White House Correspondents Association dinner was back for the first time in three years this weekend. It's another sign the country is slowly returning to normalcy. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Jill Bronow and her husband Cleavon were AgriPulse special guests at the dinner, which celebrates the First Amendment. Ag policy insiders who've been following the twists and turns of President Biden's congressional agenda will appreciate some of the zingers that comedian Trevor Noah tossed his way. Biden was seated beside Noah. Ever since you came to office, things are really looking up. Gas is up, rent is up, food is up. President Biden's lack of a filter does get him in hot water sometimes, you know. Last month, he caused a huge international incident saying that Vladimir Putin should be removed from power. It was very, very upsetting to Russia until somebody explained to them that none of the stuff that Biden wants actually gets done. The real reason that it's such an honor to be here tonight is that we all get to be in the same room as the most powerful man in the United States. So let's give it up for Joe Manchin, everybody. Biden also got into the fun, opening his remarks by saying he was excited to commune with the, quote, only group of Americans who has a lower approval rating than I have. Senate Ag hears concerns at first Farm Bill hearing. The Senate Agriculture Committee's first 2023 Farm Bill hearing is in the books. At a field hearing in Michigan State University on Friday, Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow and Ranking Member Republican John Bozeman heard from farmers representing a range of Midwest agriculture from urban ag to fruit, dairy, and row crop production. One common theme at the field hearing was the importance of conservation programs. There was some frustration aired with the time it takes to get funding through the program, such as EQUIP, the Environmental Quality Incentive Program. Speed is a problem, said Glenn Chown, Executive Director of the Grand Traverse Region Land Conservancy in northern Michigan. In all these programs, there's a lot of bureaucracy. 
There's a lot of layered decision-making. Dairy producer Ashley Kennedy said it's important to get consensus from level to level through NRCS, referring to the Natural Resources Conservation Service. The next hearing will be in Arkansas, Bozeman's home state. Regan says EPA needs to keep working on MODIS. Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Regan defended his agency's approach to defining the agency's regulatory reach under the Clean Water Act and an otherwise uneventful appearance before House appropriators on Friday. Despite a pending Supreme Court case on federal wetlands jurisdiction, Regan told Idaho Republican Representative Mike Simpson that EPA would continue to its work on finalizing its pre-2015 definition for waters of the U.S. The Supreme Court case will address some aspects of WOTUS, but not all of them, Regan said, which will allow EPA to quickly adapt its rule to the Supreme Court opinion. Regan's good friend. Regan repeatedly mentioned the need to coordinate with cabinet secretaries, in particular, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack on issues including WOTUS, biofuels, nutrient runoff, and funding in the bipartisan infrastructure law. We know that electric vehicles are in the future, but they're not going to be readily available for everyone tomorrow, he told the House Appropriation Committee's Interior Environment Subcommittee. And so as we think about advanced technologies, we also think about advanced biofuels and advanced fuels. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. Edge believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. U.S. pork exports get a boost from Philippines. The National Pork Producers Council is applauding a decision by the Philippine government to extend its tariff cuts for imported pork through December 31st. Last year, the Philippines raised its tariff rate quota on pork imports cut its tariffs on in-quota and over-quota shipments. The in-quota tariff dropped from 30% to 15%, and the over-quota tariff dropped from 40% to 25%. But those rate cuts were set to revert to previous levels on May 17. Now the lower rates will be in place for another seven months, but NPPC is also urging the Philippines to again increase the size of the quota. The country last year expanded its import quota from 54,210 metric tons to 254,210 tons, but that only lasted up and until the end of 2021. Under the lower tariffs and higher quota, U.S. pork exports to the Philippines increased by nearly 79% in 2021, topping $204 million compared with $114.5 million in 2020, says the NTPC. But with the expiration of the higher quota, pork exports have dropped dramatically in the first two months of 2022, 
with the U.S. industry sending just $13 million compared to $28 million for the same period one year ago. Here's today's He Said It. We have engaged with farmers and ranchers and ag CEOs all across the country over a year, Reagan said, and we want to make good on the promise that we've made, which is providing a durable rule that will give them some regulatory certainty sooner rather than later. That EPA Administrator Michael Regan at the House Appropriation Committee's Interior and Environment Subcommittee. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, May 2nd, brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.